Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Webster defines the word mediocre as being of moderate or low quality, low value, ability, or performance. Mediocre is just ordinary, or so-so. I mean, you know what mediocre means, right? And some things in life, it's fine if they're mediocre. Mediocre is not a problem half the time. But is society one of them? You know, we've always strived to be better than everybody else here in America. We shoot for the moon. We set examples for others. We want to be the best in everything that we do. Is that what we're still doing? I like to think so. But not everyone agrees with that. And is a progressive society a mediocre society? Is it even a bad thing? Ralph Saucier has just written a book that addresses all of these things. He takes a look at these questions, the societal changes that have taken place over the past 120 years, as well as the presidents responsible for them. I follow politics. I follow different presidents since Eisenhower. And as the years went by, I've seen the citizens of the United States getting more, but although they may have earned more, it was going back to the government. And I don't think people totally realize that. And the message of the book was basically to bring out all the different programs that have come out in the past 100, 120 years to show where their money is going and do they want to continue doing that. His book is a very long title, and depending on what side of the aisle you're on, you may choose to love it or dismiss it outright just based on the title. But I'm asking you to give it a bit of a chance because it's not exactly what you think. The book is called The History of the Progressive Movement in the United States and How Liberalism Has Created a Mediocre Society. And the author has done a great deal of research to develop his findings. It took me about three years, and in the bibliography of the book, you can see I, I researched and read a lot of books and studied a lot from it. I did not just go from, from myself. That's why the book was written, and, and emphasized, and it shows my comments, and it shows where, where the research is that I've done in the book. He examines various changes and programs in the past century and which administrations were responsible for them. But on the cover, he highlights three presidents, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, and Donald Trump. I think you'll find it interesting to learn why he chose those three men. Theodore Roosevelt, he took advantage of government programs and basically the Park Department and, you know, and a few other departments or, you know, commissions that he started. And it had to be government funding that, that did that. Now, he's not considered a really, you know, real progressive. But he's the first one to have been able to take advantage of you know, government finances to start programs as the Park Department. Woodrow Wilson, if you read my book and go through it, he is the father of progressiveness. He came out one program after another, and basically in 1913, you know, he started the 16th Amendment. He cut the tariff coming into the country because the tariff was not enough money to support the government as he wanted to see it grow. So, you know, he started the income tax with the 16th Amendment. And that's where the real progressive movement started. And many people, well, I guess conservative people and Republicans, look at him as the father of the progressive movement. You know, I put Donald Trump on there basically one reason. He created a lot of programs, but what a lot of people do not realize that are strong supporters of Donald Trump, all these things that he did, they did cost money, and the deficit in this country did rise, but it was pretty well covered. 
by the way he you know did the income tax uh, you know bring for people and he continued to have a lot of different programs and they're good programs some of them but the fact is they did cost us money so Donald Trump's background although you know he you know he was a Republican if you check his history he was a pretty diehard Democrat <laughs> you know so that's the reason the three are on there just to be clear, these aren't the only three presidents he talks about in the book. He takes it all the way back to 1900. It basically covers 120 years. If you look at the book and go through each one of the presidents I did cover, you'll find out which president carried this country more into the you know, progressive movement, into programs, different programs. And each one of the presidents called their program something different. He goes through each administration and he takes a look at the programs that defined them. For example... Teddy Roosevelt loved the outdoors, so he was the first president to involve the federal government in protecting and preserving the environment. Some people like to credit President Obama for that, and while he did do quite a bit, it started much earlier. He also talks about Woodrow Wilson. Before Wilson, there was an income tax, and it started to realize you could tax the people, and it continued through the years to get worse and worse. Woodrow Wilson, with all his programs, and, and there are numerous, numerous programs, if you go through the book on, on, on Chapter 4, that he brought in as many programs as he could. But what he found out at the end of his presidency is that he only needed money to, to, to sponsor these programs because the tariff was you know, was 40% at the time, and he dropped it to 25%, but he needed to make up that, you know, that, that dollar. So he created the income tax, and that income tax, of course, paid for the programs. And according to Ralph, many of the programs he created have been taken advantage of. None of these programs are free. A lot of people say, oh, gee, look, I, you know, I'm getting this from the government. I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. Somebody's got to pay for it. And who's going to pay for it? It's going to be the American people. And that's the, basically the strong message that, you know, that I put across. And also, where do they fit in on this? You know, they want to keep paying for it. They just feel like, hey, it's got to stop somewhere. So essentially, he's saying the more programs we have, the less freedom we have. Ralph makes a rather provocative point at the end of his book, and that is the more the government gives, the more they want, and the more they get, the more we lean towards socialism. Is that true? Is it bad? I guess that's up to you. What's interesting is the history of it all. Taking a look at history is a great way to see where we've been, where we are, and where we're going good or bad. Currently, we are dealing with some serious inflation and a record high deficit. And I'm not an economist, but I can tell you that it has to stop somewhere. America cannot continue to keep printing money and expect to have a strong economy. And I'll say it again, it's got to stop somewhere. The important thing after reading this book, you have to ask a major question. Where are we going in this country and how will I fit in? And how will I vote in the future? You know, and exactly, you know, what is it that I want for myself, my family, and my country? You know, am I the type of patriotic person that that will only do what's best for myself or the country or exactly what? So I, I think it's important for people to, when they get done reading this, understand where their philosophy fits into the rest of the countries. One of the great things about our government is that it changes every four years. Take a look at Ralph's book, The History of the Progressive Movement in the United States and How Liberalism Has Created a Mediocre Society by Ralph E. Saucier Sr. 
Evaluate the policies and programs that have brought us to this point in history and decide for yourself how you feel about them. Which ones are important to you? Something to think about. And that will do it for this edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. 